It's time for another one of these Lee casts. Hello, Lee. Hello, Bulldog. More of a Bulldog cast. I'm just a... Nah, it's a Lee cast, man. I'm just a little bit of a... I got it. Listen, I, I got enough stuff going on. I, I got to have this as the <laughs> lead cast. I, I, I got, I got the, the, the Bulldog Unleashed, and then uh, I do a radio show in the morning, and then I do the lead cast. So this is your cast, and I'm just here to facilitate you. That's all. Wow. Yeah. So uh, keep him. I'll tell you, uh, you're right. There's a lot going on. I, I'm tired of hearing yeah, people say, I got nothing to do. Uh, well, you know what? Get off your ass and do something because there's plenty to do if you want to do it. You, uh, you amazed me today. Why? Because I saw what you did, what you've been doing. Well, I've just been working a little bit. No, 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 no. You've been working a lot, like way more than I ever anticipated. I, I, I don't like to sit idle. I know. I yeah, know. So you're not, you're not an I idle sitter. I never give you a hard time about sitting idle. You work hard, but I'm just saying I, yeah. I didn't expect you to do all that. I don't stuff. always work hard. I always do something. I, I will be quite frank that way. Okay. I, some of it's just mental work, and, you know, some of it's, uh, Well, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I've been working on something here. Um, it could be, uh, like, one of the biggest things I've ever done in my entire life. Okay, one of the most important, biggest things ever. And the me- it's all mental. And the mental part of this is, is, like, so much harder than anything physical I've ever done. Because this is new, this is all groundbreaking new stuff for me, and um, it's it's a lot. The mental part beats you up. And what is this? For? Is this for the other business? Yes. Or is this for your no. your radio stuff? No, 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 no. This is for this, the retail business. This is this is for this is for uh, uh, Nancy's Pinch business. For Nancy's business. For Pinch. We can Dino. we can say it. <laughs> yeah, it's for Nancy. You should put All the little clicker on. See how many times I can say "pinch me dough." You say as you many times. Hey, listen, I'll, get... t- I'll tell you. If anybody wants to buy it, uh, please pinchmedough.com. Go right ahead. Yeah, it is fine. a spectacular. It's uh, a. It is a very um, what would the word be? Sublime product. It it doesn't seem like that much of a thing, and yet it really works. It has a unique twist, and uh, it's. I have people that swear by it i mean they come in regularly we we do pretty well with it i was uh, you know i know you do surprisingly surprisingly, you know i i I was astounded actually hey i wasn't and i gotta tell you the reason i wasn't because Mm -hmm. i remember the day she told me and i remember immediately thinking that's a great idea i never got and, and i think that i saw the future of this more than she's, you know, she's in me. She's right in it right there. She doesn't mm-hmm. think future and keep in mind, my wife is the one who de- designed it, developed it, invented it, created it to help people. There's the difference. I wasn't thinking of that. I was, you know, she really wanted to help the, the world with stress. I was thinking beyond that. And so, um, yeah, so it's pretty, it, it's cool though. That's it's, okay. It's really we, you need those. Oh. Yeah, I use the word, you know, ironically, you need those marriages in business that yeah. because passion is great. Right. Without the, yeah, but, but without, without the passion, it would have never done anything. And I believe that should be yeah. number one. Yeah. But it's should most be. of the time it's not. No. Most, most people are like, how can I make a ton of money? Yeah. Yeah. So the passion part and, and, you know, she taught me a lot about that. Like I learned hey, from yeah. watching her even, even back in the day when I, 
I remember the day that I decided I was taking on the Shidokan project. Right. And we were, because uh, I actually had the gym, and then the, the I, I gave them money. Uh, Eddie, who was my buddy at the time, I gave him money to put on an event. I didn't even know what he wanted to do. He just told me he wanted to do something. What you need? He knew it was a few thousand bucks. I said, okay, here. And I gave him the money, and I just sat there at ringside. I remember it. We were at Ditka's, uh, Mike Ditka's place. And I sat there, and, and I was. Is that, is that a gym? No, Mike Ditka's. It was a, a restaurant. Oh, okay. It was in a restaurant in Chicago. And we sat there, and I remember I wasn't watching the fight. I was looking around. I was, I was watching the fights to begin, but at one point, I looked around, and I looked in the audience, and I went, this is fucking amazing. Look at these people, all different walks of life, and everybody is riveted to this. And that's when I said, we've got something here. And I remember, man, I, I remember clear as day uh, walking up to him and saying, all right. I said, Eddie, I said, this is a lot bigger than, you know, just this bare knuckle tournament. I said, so let me, let me see your books. He said, what? I said, well, you know, I want to see, because I didn't know anything about being a fight promoter. How did you do this? What did you do? I don't know. I said, well, what did you spend? What'd you spend on it? He goes, everything. I said, I know, but on what? Everything I had. He said, on what? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, didn't you have any record of what you, nope. <laughs> I just spent it all. And I said, okay, well, next well, year. That's, that's a guy that just him. did it because he loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And and I loved it too, but I loved it for a totally different reason. I saw. Uh, now, I, was this, that was... for somebody like me, who's not a yeah. fighter, and I really, I am not, I, I like boxing. I like, you know traditional yeah. boxing with right. great boxers but you know to me it, it's a little gruesome and it's, it's barbaric but that's that's it's not and you know what everybody's got their thing it, I'm like, it's you know, not you guys want to do it because um, what was this before what i was getting at is this yeah. before ufc and all that or was, was that growing too at the same time they were uh they were just starting out so i mean we really weren't paying attention to them i think yeah, it was probably right around the same time. But he is a, a traditional uh, Japanese martial artist and traditional Japanese uh, bare knuckle. It's it's bare knuckle, full contact karate. And that, so he was much more, Eddie is like real serious and he really knows that stuff. And he's a real, at, in heart, his heart is all about that. He's, he's really into that. And he did it for the right reasons. He wanted to promote the sport and that's why he did it. You know, I, I saw an opportunity in business. Uh, and so uh, again, we had a good marriage there too for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got I mean, well, that, you know, that's what it takes is somebody that has his his passion for exactly. a sport or a product or yeah. something, and then you yeah. who looks at it and goes, "Wow, right? I see a desire for this. We can c fulfill a need or a want." Oh yeah, and and do it and hey, and it was great. awesome. And, I, and listen, I was passionate about it. I loved doing it. I liked you know. I did. I I, I Were knew you fighting that, at the time. At yeah, but the time I, I was never going to be the world champion. You know, it's like I wanted to. But you were doing it. You <laughs> yeah. were doing it. Yeah, but I was never. You know where these guys are. I was like, you know, it hurts. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah, it hurts. I was like, you know, yeah, but I'm just. Saying it wasn't. I I I was nowhere near uh, at at the level that I wanted to be, so to speak. And I was like, you know, it just isn't. I just looked up you know. a friend of mine. Um, I, my good friend Tom. I know Tom. Yeah, Tom who yeah, passed away. Right. Um, I just looked up his brother, who was Grandmaster John Collins. 
Okay. And I just looked this up, and uh, they did a whole thing on him uh, just to see. Because Tom always told me, oh, yeah, there he is. Tom always told me he was very renowned. And uh, in memoriam, Grandmaster John Collins passed away, and he, he trained, I mean, all sorts of divisions of the military, you know, all that, with hand-to-hand, like, knife combat and all that. Hey, look, I mean, it, you know, it was, it was definitely a really big part of my life and all that stuff. And I got it. And, uh, you know, it was, I don't, I don't regret any of it. I really don't. And, and I think that the, you know, martial arts, there's a lot more to it. You know, it teaches you a lot of discipline. The history of it, I think is fascinating. Like the tools, like is because the peasants weren't allowed to have weapons. So they figured out how to use the staff of their, you know, the sickle or whatever they used in the field to use that as a, you know, like Hapkido, I think uses all that. It's it, like all the different, um, you know, uh, what do you call them? Uh, what know. do you call this? What? Yeah, there's a word. The weapons? Like katas? Oh, kata. Oh, oh. No, the disciplines. Oh, different. Di- different yeah, disciplines. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, they're all a little bit different. Yeah. But they're all based in actual, I just think it's really fascinating the way they're based in, like nunchucks. Weren't those used originally for something else, but, uh, and then they became I, a weapon? <laughs> That's one of the things that I never <laughs> was good at. I used to try, you know, all the kids used to walk around with those things. I probably hit my nuts more times with those things and, uh, and, oh, and did more, yeah. uh, way more damage to myself than I ever did to anybody else with those things. So. Yeah. yeah. Nunchucks weren't fun. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a, it was definitely a fun period of time. I can't, uh, I don't regret it. Nunchucks. Nunchucko. Uh, let's see. Nunchucko. A weapon consisting of two sticks. Uh-huh. Two sticks uh, and a rope made out or of chain wood, in between them. A quarter metal chain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mostly used in Akinwan Kubudo or. I don't, I don't know. know. That, that one, that one I can't tell you. It was far, Okay allegedly adapted by the farmers okay. from a non-weapon rice implement for threshing rice. It was not a historically popular weapon because it was ineffective against most widely used weapons of that time. Like a samurai sword. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a really nice one of those in my closet here. Like a real one I mm-hmm. got from Japan. It, it's that's They're pretty beautiful. cool. There's some vintage ones, yeah. Mine's, it's beautiful. This thing is beautiful. And, you know, there was one time when I was there, um, we went to the uh, Ichiban, um, the number one samurai temple. And mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. <laughs> you walk on those grounds. And it's, it's respect. You got to have respect un- for that. It, it's unreal. It's kind of like, you know, other grounds I walked on that had a, a it doesn't matter who you are, unfortunately, was Dachau. Yeah. Um, oh, Dachau. Oh, oh, God. Good that Lord, was, yeah. That was just... And my son and I went there when we were in, um, it's, that's the weirdest thing. We were right outside, it's right outside of uh, Munich. And when I say right outside, it would be equivalent to Berlin from Ocean City. Ocean City. Yeah. Yeah. It's Berlin. like, well, it it's like, or even closer. So I'm putting it in more terms because, uh, Munich's a big city. So Munich is, let's say like, um, uh, I don't know. Well, D.C. You're familiar with D.C. So you would be in Munich in, in D.C. and you would get on the train and you would go to the first stop. So you could imagine how far, how close that is. You know, you're not even to, uh, I don't know, what the hell is that? Uh, a, 
Blade, Bladensburg, or you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it's yeah, right, right there. It's 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 Lanham or something. Whatever, yeah, or... but I, it's right there. It's really uh, eerie. And when you get off the train in Dachau, Dachau is a nice little town. And then you're right from the town. You go right onto the the grounds of the concentration camp. But it, it's just, you know, it's just sitting in the in the middle of the town. It's so it, it, eerie. It, it's still incomprehensible. It is that we can that people you can get people to follow you to do that you know yeah. i mean look yeah. I, there's obviously evil bad in the world sure but to get people to one turn a blind eye and then get people to do the bad um i've said i've always said i think we owe um the jewish community a incredible debt by keeping all that the holocaust alive i i and you, you know you, making sure you do not forget i was gonna say this, you, you have to keep it alive because otherwise you could just never forget it that's it you you can't you can't, you can't no. just bury your head in the sand and forget it because no. these atrocities and they have still gone on and they still go on i sure. you know look syria yeah. you oh, yeah. have um you know uh well, there's a lot you know, of things the, going on in yeah, different Bosnia, parts of the world. Yeah, Bosnia, you know, I mean, it, it, in Africa, there are yeah. so many horrific things. But, you know, they have done such a good job keeping it, the remembrance of it. And, you know, well, there's 11 million people. And it was 6 million Jews, I think. Something like but, that, But, yeah. you know, people, you know, look, Greeks, Slavs, I mean, there were so many Polish, you know, um, blacks, gays were all you know, terminate. It, it horrific. Yeah. No, it's, but the Jewish and, and community when has you, done a job to keep it, keep it that. When you, know. you go there and you're, as I said, you're walking on that ground, cause those grounds are right there. I mean, it is set up the way it was and you just can't imagine all these people. And of course see the movies. I remember looking over when we were first walking in there and even my son had a, uh, and he was, you know, he was a young kid. I don't know how many years ago it was. But I mean, he uh, he he definitely had. It's a it's it's a you know emotional thing. It's it's tough. Of course. So it yeah, be. yeah. So it was it was good for the kids to see that. It was good for everybody to see. Have you been to the museum? In uh, no, DC? my kids have all gone, and I they've all said the same thing that they they couldn't help. They cried. You know, they yeah. just it's the tough. overwhelming sadness of it, and yeah. um, you know, look, I, I think you know for. For our, our youth today to go in there and be upset, that's wonderful. You know, in a weird way. Yeah. I, I don't mean wonderful, but it's well, that they have. But the fact that they can't comprehend that or, you know, that's what we want out of the world. We want to elevate, you know, we, look, yeah. you know, you've got to pull people up. You can't yeah. go to the lowest hey, denominator. Hey, no, no, you can't. Hey, talk a, a couple of little uh, things to run off of this subject and go into something yeah, more let's fun. Go fun. <laughs> let's go yeah, a little lighter. Let's go fun. Let's go fun. <laughs> let's, go, let's go fun. I'm doing my master class. Uh, what, which one are you doing? I have done, God, I've done so many. It's great because like, while well, I do the woodwork and stuff. I can turn them up loud. And the one, like the cooking shows, I obviously, I can listen to some of them, but I, I need to watch those. Um, I did listen to the, the chef that owns French Laundry. or Oh, called? Thomas Keller. Yeah, Thomas Keller. He discusses, um, like what makes a good steak, a steak, you know, and how to cook things. A couple things I never, never, okay, and I cook a lot. And, you know, what do you do? You go to olive oil, right? You cook with olive oil. He said never cook with olive oil. Because it has a high flash point or something? Is that what it is? It has a low flash point. Or low, low so flash you, point, yeah. 
So, and he said it's olive oil is used for flavor. Okay. He goes, do not cook with, and I, you know what? I've always cooked with olive oil. I just, that's what my mom taught me and that's what I do. Me too. But he said, so what do you, what does he say to cook with? Like vegetable oil or, you know, like whatever, you know, something with a higher flash point. Um, Got it. But his was good. I listened to Jane Goodall, you know, the chip lady. Yeah. Dr. Jane Goodall. Yeah. It was absolutely, now she's, the way she delivers it, I could see where a lot of kids couldn't listen to it because it doesn't, you know, she just talks, you know, she's just talking about how she got started. Absolutely fascinating. I don't know how, how did she get started in that? She was not, she didn't even go to college. She lived through World War II. Um, and she talks about how, you know, they get one egg a week. Everything was rationed. Um, you know, chocolate was, she talks a lot about activism, you know, like, uh, conservationism and, you know, the chimps, she went over, she had to get funding. She wasn't a college student. She wasn't a doctor or anything. And she finally got, it's just a really great story. She goes over to Gambia and lives with these apes and starts, she was the first one to witness a chimp using a tool, which was like a reed he would stick into an anthill and pull out ants and eat them. Okay. And then. Well, how do you, you wait, 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 why is that so surprising? How do you eat your ants? Well, I usually just cover them in chocolate. Yes, yeah, I I use the stick in the, no, wait, she, she's, uh, she's from the UK, right? She's not. Yes. Amer- yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got and, uh, you know, so she talks about that and, and she lived over there and the, the unbelievable connection she had with these chimps, um, you know, like the one she, she has names for them all and the first one, but one would lead her into the forest and he would, uh, she would offer him something. First time she made a connection, she would offer him this pine nut or something and he hit her palm nut and he hit her hand. He didn't want it. And she'd pick it up and kind of almost like force it, like say, would you, you know, you sure you don't want this? And he wouldn't look her in the eye and he, he would tap it out of her hand and they would hold her hand. And it's a, a gesture of reassurance where they hold your hand, but they don't hurt you. And but how did like, she was, know? I mean, she could have had her face ripped off. Easily. Uh, yeah. And she just, she, in slow increments, she worked away. She was over there for years. Right. But. You know, when she starts talking about what we've done to the planet, and she's very vocal about the usage of, um, you know, the way we consume minerals and, you know, even waste water and the way we farm. It, you listen to it, and it's it's a little bit it's a little bit scary, right. and it's it's just unbelievable <clears throat> how insightful she is. So, but I don't know it was tremendous. I did hers, and I did the French Laundry. A couple, the guy that runs the space. Uh, Space thing. I've done a lot of them. Wait, I listen space to them. thing. Mickey Fitzmaurice? No, I thought I'd see him on there. This was Neil deGrasse Tyson. I did his, and then I did uh, uh, what's his uh, name? Thomas Haddle? Is it? Uh, what's his name? And he he talks about rockets and the way you know they launch them. It, it's really it's you know I'm sure you can find this stuff. Look, I'm not going to be a advocate for masterclass. I'm sure you could find this stuff for free sometimes. Right. A lot of it on um, YouTube and that, but. For me, it's just the way they deliver it. It's filmed very well. I have a stupid question. Perfect. I, I have a st- is Jane Goodall still alive? I mean, you're, she's doing this yeah. now. She's alive. Yeah, she's alive. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think you, so. Huh? Well, she's got to be pretty, you know. Well, are, I, I, I don't know how old she is, but I mean, I've seen her. And, I don't know. She lived. She was a child in World War II, so 
Jane Goodall. So, She's 86, yeah. Okay. And she Good was on sharp Jane. to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was sharp. I mean, I just thought it was really what, enjoyable. And it was- what is she? Like, like she's just, like, it, does she, is she well, like, uh, uh, uh. She's Dr. Jane Goodall. I know, but, like, what? What was her? Oh, she's written books, conservationism, uh, she's conf- you know. Uh, like, I mean, is, well, she, is she a, you know, she's not a, uh, I don't know, is she like a, a uh, what do they call those people? She's an I get- author, she's a, she's a. I, I, environmentalist uh, yeah like, so like, is she just an environmentalist and then she like go uh, i don't know an what anthropologist okay she's an because she's studying you know and uh, that's what i mean that's what i meant primates she's, and all that okay that's all right anthropologist that's what i mean something like she's that or she's a primatologist anthropologist okay i'm looking on her wikipedia but yeah, i thought she was you know she Good. was incredible so I, the, I, so I, master class is um is worth it or not worth it? Oh, for me, ninety bucks because you split it. You know, it's one hundred and eighty for the year. Right. One hundred and eighty. You know what? It's. I think it's worth one hundred and eighty. But if you can find someone to split it, when we did, like it was ninety bucks for mm-hmm. ninety dollars, I've already gotten my money's worth. All right. Good. I've I've listened. I, I, Malcolm Gladwell did one on writing and character development, and um, mm. I've done a lot of them. Now, actually. are you so, are you going to? Use what he taught because you write. Are you going to use what he taught you? Well, I to... don't write. That's the problem. But yes, I thought uh, you, were, no, you wrote movies. Yeah, I've written. I don't write. I, okay. That's the problem. I don't sit down and take it as a. I think to do something like that, you can't. And I think that's been my issue is you can't treat it as ah, you know. I'll try this here and there. You have right. to commit. You have to go. Okay, two hours a day, whatever it is, four in the morning to six in the morning, which is right. my creative time. Four in the morning to six in the morning. Well, the hell you, why, why don't you come to me until seven? Then I want you to have you at six when you're creative. Do you know how much I've done <laughs> by seven by the time I've talked to you? Uh, that's what I, that's my favorite time of the day. Yeah. It, is that the but, phone doesn't ring? You know, I, I don't have anybody asking me but, questions. I do what I, I do what I want to do, and that's you know I love it. I, it's my favorite time of the day. You know, really, favorite? you know, four thirty on. Four four thirty uh, four thirty to seven, and then seven o'clock you come on the show and you give your surf report, and and, and that's steam, not your favorite. And you what? <laughs> I lose steam. You lose no. steam. You're a, you're a full no, out of steam. The, I love doing the surf report. That's a, you know. Look, I've always I've told you from the day as it's long as it's fun, fun, I'll be there. It's not for any other reason. I I enjoy it. I enjoy your company, and I we enjoy, enjoy yours. You know, I think and I think Coach and Big Al. I I love those guys. I mean, I, I love giving Coach a hard time. So I, yeah. I will continue to give him a hard time. You'll continue to give him a hard time. Oh yeah, today he, he ridiculed me with the uh, pronunciation of of that beverage that comes from a cow. Which and, one? Uh, you know, and then oh uh, oh yeah, didn't say anything for a while. Why? And he, I think, and I guarantee he's going to bring it up, and I knew he would. That's why I stopped talking. Why? I knew he would. Why? Where did the milk come from? Just comes from a cow bull. Don't no, you, no, 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 no. Teach you this? No, Not but the I'm bull. stop milking the bull. Milking, but you say milk, milk and instead of milk, that's the difference. Now, is it a neighborhood thing? I mean, do most kids say it? That I have no way? idea. I've always just said it. I don't know. I had a New Jersey I, accent until I. You was know what? Five. I know. I know kids who have said milk. Milk. I definitely do. It did. See, it doesn't sound as strange to me when you say it because of that. So. Yeah, I. I, I you know, know. Just, my kids make fun of me here and there. Oh, they should. You know, for certain certain hey, ways I say. It. Yeah, look, my kids make fun of me. I mean, that's all my kids do 
You know, if you ever so how, think. How good was it to see Jack? How good was it? Oh, to my see Jack? God. It was so good to see him. Yeah. God, it was, it was, you know, I didn't even think of the COVID thing. I walked up, gave him a big hug. I was like, I, oh, I, 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 I'm you kidding, man. I miss that kid. Uh, uh, you know, you look, know? I, you know, if I couldn't hug my kids and, yeah. you know, see my family, you know, I, I, I've said, you know, my mother passed away this winter before all, the, right before all this. I mean, like a week before all this. Thank God. I, because if I, you I know, if I wouldn't have been you. able to see her, so there's I, no way. I thought about you with that, and I said, you know, as terrible it is to lose a mom, it's kind of a blessing that she didn't have to go through all this, and then you have to deal with this on top of it. It would have been horrific. Uh, for yeah. a lot of different factors, and yes, uh, oh. you know, it was, uh, and look, it was, you know, it was, it's part of life, and yes, sure. it's sad, there's no question, but you know, it's, well, yes. she had a great life, and she fought, she, you know, she, I always say, I called her my poster child for cancer, she fought Breast yeah. cancer for 30 years she lived. Yeah. She got it before I got the first day out of the hospital was my wedding. Wow. She was in there, and uh, she didn't even see the engagement ring. My, uh, so, you know, my, my grandmother saw that first. So the first day out of the hospital was your wedding? Yeah. Wow. And she, she said she was going to be, you know, because we had planned it. She was like, no matter what, I'll be there. And, you know, I would have postponed it for my mom. I would have done anything. I would have postponed it or whatever. My Even aunt. though I wasn't paying the bill, right? <laughs> back then, <laughs> yeah. it was more the women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's different. But back then, it was, you know. My aunt did the different. same thing, Lee. It's so strange. She was, she was sick. She was dying of cancer. And she said, I'm going to get to your wedding. And our wedding yeah. was November 10th. And she passed away on April Fool's Day, April 1st. Which was which was a good good. She's the perfect person to pass away on April first, and so it was. It, and she made that wedding. It was like she was sick as hell, and she was gonna make our wedding. So she had a lot of strength. Isn't that funny. Me. You were the tenth. Yeah. I was the twelfth. Yep. And you were eighty nine. Ninety. Ninety. Okay, I was eighty nine. So I was here before. Yeah. Yep. And you know now so you know when I you think about older. it. When you think about this though, isn't it been you know that, to a lot of people? I mean, I'm going on thirty years. You're going on 31 years. Does it just seem like nothing? Absolutely. Like a blink. Oh, my God. Like, where did it, where did it go? And why did she stay with me? Oh, <laughs> believe me. That, that one, neither one of us know the answer to that one. Um, yeah. But, my, my wife's a much better person than I am. But, I, you know, and, and uh, you know, my wife is very easy. Very oh, easy. Oh, sweet as can be. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I, no, no. I mean, easy. She was, she was loose. No, I'm just kidding. No. You do get away with a lot. Hey, she's downstairs. I can call her up. And she would just, she would just roll her eyes. Yes, she would. No, but she, but that's auto. (laughs) See, (laughs) she was easy, but she's easy to get along with. She's so, she's just makes it so easy. I make this thing difficult. She makes it easy. You know? Now, did she have any aspirations to be a professional tennis player? Because she played tennis in college, right? Yeah, I think she did. I think she did. I mean, she was that good. She was. Oh, uh, yeah, she was really good. She was, you know. Uh, you want to ask her? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see if I, let's see if we can, uh, I'll drag her in. She doesn't like to be here, but I'll drag her in anyway. I like making her uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you have, did you ever have aspirations to be a professional surfer? No, actually, I, that is not me. Okay. I would be more the guy that would disappear into a an island somewhere and surf, you know, 
Oh, oh, now not... professional. You know what? I would say if there's one profession growing up that it's going to sound funny, like a rock star, I would have loved to have been on stage, like playing music and singing. Okay, so now at no point, see, <laughs> my, I mean, that wasn't my kind of thing ever. Uh, no aspiration for that, but mine was 100%. You know what it was. I, I, I wanted to be on the radio. That was it. Oh, yeah. That was it. Well, and I wanted to own a surf shop, so I guess we got <laughs> what we wanted. Oh, I did 100%. My, mine's a dream come true. My job's a dream come true. So When I was 11 years it. old, I, I, I would set up a fake shop in the basement of my house, and, and it is before – this is ironic. There were pipes going on the ceiling, you know, because the basement's where the, all the pipes were. Sure. And I called it the Pipeline Surf Shop. I had no idea Pipeline was the most famous surf spot in the world. I had no idea. So you – wait, right where you're at now – the same location? No, no, this, no. You know, my parents' house. Okay, no, okay. We had we got this when I was about well, not much later. I think I was about eleven when I got this. And so then, when did you decide to make? How did you make decide half of it was going to be a surf shop? How did that happen? Well, you know, at the time I was working for NIH, and I, I was going, I was doing my master's doctorate or whatever it was. It was a MD PhD is what I was going to go for. And then I was like, I don't want to do that. And then I was like, oh, I'll just get a master's and, and keep doing research. And I was like halfway through about a year and I was like, you know, I just don't dig this. I'm underground. I'm, you know, four stories underground working with things that glow. Wow. I got sick a couple of times. You know, I was, it, it was, there were a couple of mitigating circumstances. And then I was like, ah, you know, I was, I was studying at the same time I was going to school at American, actually, American University. Um, they were putting that, you know, and I was going to put me through and I just was like, you know, I just don't think this is for me. And my father was thinking about selling the house here. And, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to sell the house and I certainly don't want to tear it down. I love this. You know, to me, it's like an old ship. I consider sure. our house all wood. It's like an old ship. And I was the one that, you know, my sisters, God bless them. They didn't do any work. I worked on this place. Like I painted it, you know, I was always working on it and, at the time, I was like, you know what? Maybe we can make a business out of it. So I found a way to do this, and I got out of the other. And now, now how did you get a job at NIH? Well, I went to college, Bulldog. <laughs> I know that, but I'm saying I, I don't know. I don't know if we ever talked. Like, did you, how? That's a that's a kind of a cool place to get. I mean, I knew you worked there, but I don't know how you ever got that job. Um, you know, it was recommended to me by somebody. They because I was. I was going to go to Georgetown University, actually, for my – that was where I was going to do my MD-PhD. And Jeez. my friend was – my friend, a college friend of mine was working at uh, Naval Medical at the time. Now it's Walter Reed. Naval Medical. He's a physiologist. And he was working there, and then somehow my name got thrown in this thing, and I, I got a call and said, hey, there's a position opening up for this one um, doctorate that's – doing a PhD that's doing cancer research. And I mean, for all my lack of talent and my talent, I was, I, and I will say I was very, very good at lab work. You know, that's, I was, I excelled at lab work. I could, you know, do what you tell me something to do and I'll, I'll figure out a way to get it done and the chemical process and all that. Wow. I was very good at lab work. So I got hired by uh, Dr. Folk at NIH and I worked with this 
she was a Korean, Mayung, Mayung, I forget her last name. And she was a doctorate and they were there and they put me in and we started doing it. I mean, I was going through $30,000 worth of chemicals a week. Whoa. I mean, I was in charge of this whole, I mean, it was, it was crazy how fast it escalated. And, and, and now what, and you were trying to do what, what was the objective? At we this were, point? we were doing, we were doing cancer research. Wow. So we were trying to find certain, you know, certain ways to stop the growth of cancer cells. So, and pinpoint it. So it was, it was interesting, you know, it was great. So, I, I so how far did you get into that? I was, I was about a year and a half too. I no, no, no. Years. I mean the cancer research. I mean, where, where, did, where did that go? Lead to something? Well, ironically, what it, no. What happened was AIDS blew up on the scene. A lot of the funding, because and even NIH. I mean, a lot of this is grant money. It's funding. You know, it's publisher perish. You know, that's what they always say. In the science world, it's publisher perish. You know, you come up with things, and you know that's the way you get funding. You know, people put money like, hey, this looks good. We can we can fund this. Um, so it. things were starting to switch to AIDS and I really didn't want to do go into AIDS research. Um, so we were doing cancer research and I, I just, at that point I was like, you know, I just don't see myself doing this for us. I'm, so, I just can't sit in a lab. I mean, look at me, you, you see what I do for a living. <laughs> could you imagine me in a room by yeah. myself for eight hours a day? Yeah. Yeah. I could see you. You can. Yeah. You'd look good in one of those long white robes. I could see you that I way. I had a long white robe. Yeah, I could see you that way. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, now were you working at, uh, before going to NIH? Were you or you just got out of school? I know you drove back on your bike from San Diego, and then no, that did, was, well, no, my bicycle trip was separate. I was in I was in California, okay, and I was uh, see the NIH thing. How did that work? Um, I was at UCSD. I was going to start my master's there, my PhD, your master's, then go into a PhD. And I was at, because California schools were so inexpensive. I was a resident in California. Okay. So, I mean, my master's program was 600 bucks a semester. It was like ridiculous. I mean, if you live there, it was great. And I was starting to study there. And that's when I got the call from NIH. This position was opening up. You know, what I think. So I went to my old professor who absolutely, probably one of the people I loved in my life, uh, Dr. Trailer, Patricia Trailer. She was a Japanese organic chemistry teacher. She was in an internment camp uh, during World War II. She and I, for some reason, I went to USD, University of San Diego, and we hit it off right away. I would sit in her office and we'd talk. And, you know, she was just a great mentor, and she was my organic chemistry teacher. And I went to her because she, she was the person I trusted. You know, when, like, you're, you're you know, Ricky or yeah, Rick. when you yeah. ask them a question, they would think about you as a person and go, what is best for you? And she was, she's like, Lee, take the NIH job. You'll, you'll, you know, you can't beat it. And, you know, I said, she goes, I can't, you know, it's a great in and all that. So I ended up taking the NIH job, came back and, uh, and then they were going to put me through. So I transferred to American and they were going to put me through and I just, it just didn't work out for me. You know, whatever. Life takes Turn. Wow. Wow. That, uh, that, that's a fascinating story. Actually, um, uh, Nan actually came up to listen to that story. Hello, Nan. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Nan, tennis player. So, Nan, I want to yeah. know if you wanted to play professional tennis. Oh, I, I, you know, in my mind, yeah, it would have been great, but it wasn't meant to be because I wasn't 
that good. You were that good. No, you I was were, good, no, but not wait, good you enough had, to be pro. You were. You and had I, a shoulder injury is what happened. Did. That's uh, right. Well, that'll we'll throw, yeah. That. yeah. So come on. <laughs> don't, don't, okay. she's, no. she's very modest about that. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Yeah. I've, no, I'll tell I've you a funny tennis story, though. Okay. You know, and I have to say, I laughed incredibly hard. Do you remember the... What was it? The Three Stooges thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There is a tennis reason. There's a tennis reason why I laughed that hard. I know. My a great friend of mine was on the University of San Diego tennis team. My oh. friend from Chicago. I told you about her. Okay. The stockbroker in yeah. Chicago. And she made a very similar noise when she hit the ball. She made a noise every time she hit the ball. And I heard that. And I could not stop laughing. I, I, he was an incredible tennis player. I don't have it um, here to play for people, but it's one no, of the I'm, funniest things ever. That's why I brought it up. Oh, I love that's it. That's why I brought I love it up. That thing. It sounded so much like, and I, it just struck me. It threw me back thirty years. That's funny. Oh, that was you know, when you laughed like that, that was the the. See, I love when you hear something. Like, there's nothing better, and I tell you all the time. Yes. I love when my wife laughs, like yeah. out of control laughter, mm-hmm. and it it's just. The it's best. the best. Yeah. It is the best, and and everybody sounds silly, and it, it, it's. I love that. I, yeah. I love that. It's, yeah. <laughs> every every night during this thing, I, I think uh, you laugh because we, we go through a new yeah. routine oh, at yeah. night, <laughs> and and um, she takes it. You know, because my wife, she's very good at giving me vitamins, right? But now the new way of does, doing it is she puts them in her hand and throws them in my mouth. Okay, like, like hurl it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like so, a slam dunk. Actually, that's it. Like Michael Jordan, slam dunk. Yeah. May I suggest yeah. getting a small little, like a a racket of some sort? <laughs> and hit him? <'em>? Hit him. <laughs> <laughs> no, she throws them. And so when we're doing it, and, and somehow it's like uncontrollable laughter every night. Uh-huh. And it's fun. And I, I, I love that. There's nothing better. Yeah. It's then, well, you know fun. what? I think I my time is up. Why? My wife is calling me. I believe it's for dinner. Does she not want to join us on the uh, Lee cast tonight? She's not. She's not in here. I'm in the shop. Oh, she can't. Could she join so us I'm, like next time? Maybe we could have. Uh, a, maybe we could have the four of us together. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah that would well, be fun. Well, that's. Uh, yeah. That, well, that, I have two phones here. I can give her a phone. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, well, well, we'll I, I'll tell you we'll what. The, this this has been a fun one, an unexpected fun one, wouldn't yeah. you say? But I would like to hear more about Nancy's, you know, upbringing. I'd like to hear more about it. Because, Nancy, I got to tell you, one of the most incredible interviews Bulldog has done was with your mother. Oh, Oh. that's good. Your mother is an absolutely spectacular person. Thank you. I agree. She really is. And and I, you you know, and I love Bulldog's mother. And, you know, like listening to her talk, I mean, she always reminded me of, uh, what, Gracie or whatever with. uh, Mama? My mom's oh kind of like God. more. My mom's more like uh, Estelle Costanza. No, not at all. She, <laughs> yeah. reminds, she reminds me of uh, George Burns, wasn't it? George Burns. George and Gracie. And Gracie? Yeah. Oh my God, she reminds me of Gracie yeah. so much. Your mom is so sweet. Uh, you know, um, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. Stop. It. Goodbye. On that note, I'm out. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye, Lee. Uh-huh. So that's another edition of the Lee Cast here this afternoon. <laughs> hey, now you and I can just talk about Lee. No, no, no. no. We'll look forward to him join us, joining right. us tomorrow, maybe with maybe. Teddy too. There you go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends about the Lee Cast. It's it's fun. It's different. We never know what it's going to be. See ya. It's true. Bye.